0: Welcome back to the Joy and Reason Podcast. My name is Shara Vitro, and I'm here with my handsome honey, Scott Vitro, and our wonderful friends, Matt and Gia French. Today, we're going to be talking about who the real enemy is. Now, I'm a little fired up about this this week. Um, We're going to talk a lot about Pastor James Coates. If you guys don't know who he is, you're about to learn. (laughs) So does anyone want to start us off?
1: No. So uh, James Coates, in case you are not familiar he is the Canadian pastor in Alberta, right? Yes. He's in Alberta, and he is currently in uh, jail, in prison. He had an initial hearing, and the judge turned him down and basically said, Okay, no, your your trial is set for, I think, April or May. May 3rd through 5th. Yeah, May 3rd, 3rd, 3rd through 5th. 5th. And the entire reason why he was uh, imprisoned in the first place is because he was holding regular church service. Now, this is something that... Seems to be extremely controversial nowadays, especially within the Christian church. There seems to be many people today, many well-meaning Christians, even pastors, many pastors, uh, who think that this is almost a a heresy, Mm -hmm. almost a how could you possibly, you are not loving your neighbor, you Mm -hmm. are holding church, you are endangering everybody, you're not social distancing, you're wearing a mat, or you're not wearing masks, all these different things, and I just find it really frustrating, and I'm sure you guys do too. That's one of those... Really divisive things today.
0: It is. And I just want to remind all of our listeners what we talked about a little bit last week as being offended just to be offended. You're probably going to be offended if you disagree with us this week. We're going to check our hearts when we're talking about this very touchy subject in our day and age. And we just kind of ask you also to make sure that your heart isn't offended just to be offended because we're going to talk on some things that I think the four of us are really passionate about.
2: And we can't be a society that requires other Christians to violate their conscience Uh, because they believe what the Bible says and because they have a view on a social issue that isn't expressly discussed in the Bible. Mm -hmm. There is no chapter and verse for mask wearing and coronavirus and for the current political climate, but we can read scripture and see what it says plainly and then live accordingly. So we don't want other people to feel like they have to agree with us 100% and uh, have to be in, in line with what we say because it's, again, not biblical truth. It is our opinion as we read scripture, as Great. we sort through right. that. Right. This
1: is not a primary issue where if you disagree with us, you are outside the camp. If you disagree with us, then you're not a Christian. We can't fellowship. This is this is not one of those things. This is, however, as has already been said, a very divisive and hot button issue. It's about issue. to get spicy. That's the
2: word. Because spicy. It,
1: it has led to imprisonment. It has led it to has led, the yeah. ruining of many people's livelihoods. It has led to the destruction of many people's lives. Uh, we have a friend who has a relative. He was elderly and he uh, took his own life during the lockdown measures because mm-hmm. his his typical routine was, well, he would go to, I think on a weekly basis, go to a restaurant with his older group of friends and have a particular thing. But ever since lockdown happened, couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. And his wife had passed away shortly prior to all this. So he was it's just alone. literally alone all the time and eventually went out into the garden and ended it. And that's mm-hmm. just a heartbreaking thing. And it, it boggles my mind when people talk about how wearing a mask, social distancing, having limited capacity seating, that is loving your neighbor well. I don't agree with that. And if you disagree with where we stand on this, again, this isn't us saying you're not a Christian. This isn't us saying that we hate you or anything else. This is, we want this to be a thought provoking episode, Mm -hmm. something that you think about and like, okay, well, here are four people who are talking about this in a reasonable way, trying to reason through it and it makes sense. Right. I might not agree, but it makes sense.
0: And I think we're really going to focus on the church and the mask mandate more so today. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of things that all of us could say about the mask mandate that's running rampant in our country and um, Canada. But right now, I, I personally want to focus more so on the church, what that means to the church. And if we want to talk about Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2, let's dive into it. Let's actually talk about what those scriptures say. What was being said, and the the call for magistrates to adhere to God's law,
2: the lesser magistrates, the lesser yeah. magistrates the ones that are under the authority. Well, I I, I think
3: that's a really good uh, place to start, and Matt may be able to kick us off on this a little bit more. But like, let's let's lay a foundation of what the role of the government is
2: before we do that. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say two things. Okay, sorry. <laughs>
3: totally cutting you off but
2: I just wanted us to remember that there are only two things that are eternal and that's the word of God and human beings right people we are eternal and let's just look at uh, Erin Coates she's the wife of Pastor Coates Pastor James she has not seen him has not touched him, has not kissed him, has not hugged him. Her children have not seen seen him. It's been over three weeks. And if you're going to tell us that we're wrong on this issue, we have to keep in mind that, again, every liberal issue or every left-leaning issue is all about people, all about people, all about people. And these are actual real people that we care about, and they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. So please hear us and extend your empathy and extend your Christian compassion to Brother Coates and his wife Mm -hmm. and their family. So back so to back what back you're
3: to saying, you, Scott. Scott. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, and that definitely plays a big role into what we're talking about. I mean, those things you just mentioned, you know, being together, you know, physically, um, you know, having touch, you know, having that community, having fellowship, being able to baptize in person, things like that. I'm sure we'll we'll get into that as well. But yeah, those those are all really important reasons why I think it's you know it's good for us to meet. And also, just to make the distinction that, you know, hey, people are adults, and if they want to not come to church because they are concerned or worried, which are legitimate things, then that's that's their prerogative, and that's totally fine, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because um, there are many people who,
3: uh, as we know, there
1: are many people who have lost their lives mm-hmm. that are COVID-related, you know, whether that COVID was a primary cause or a secondary mm-hmm. cause. There are many, many people who have lost their lives. However, the question kind of comes, again, to be reasonable about it, is the amount of people who have died or been really adversely impacted by covid does that warrant the measures that have been taken and, and thankfully it seems there are more states that seem to be opening up kind of you know lessening the restrictions mm-hmm. right but there are still many places with even within those states that are you know 100% open there's so many places and many people who are living in such a way as if if you don't wear a mask well Again, you hate your neighbor, or right. you're putting you're putting me at risk. How dare you do that?
0: Well, and it's it's funny because I think both sides. Um, Doug Wilson said conflict can be exciting, mm-hmm. right? And so both sides, there's people who are wanting to have conflict just to have conflict. So the ones that are saying you hate your neighbor if you don't wear a mask, they're just trying to cause conflict to cause conflict. And on the flip side of that, those who are bullying through and calling you know the government tyrannical, which. I agree with, but their heart is doing it to cause conflict and be frustrated. And Paul tells us to love one another above everything else. Right. And so that's kind of what I want to get into is who was Paul talking to in Romans? And the other question I would have asked is Paul addressing what happens when the magistrates become lawless? Because he's not. That's not what he was doing. Paul was not addressing when the magistrate becomes lawless. He was making a call for Christians to love one another. And he was also making a call for the magistrates to understand their submission to Christ. And that—that that is, I think, something that a lot of pastors who have been talking about James Coates are completely missing. The more that I am seeing people and pastors and men in authority, oh my goodness, let me say this again, men in authority being weak and saying that he was in defiance of what God calls us to do by opening back his church, it makes me so mad. It just... Because at what point does government get to regulate worship? Right. It's not their job. That is not their job. And and okay, so our government... What does our government do? Let's see. Our marriage is no longer... no longer
2: Between us and God. Right. It's regulated through a marriage license, going to the county, right. paying them money, a the tax in, in essence. And
0: even the least of these, we... A, a child can have abortion. A, a mm. 16-year-old girl can go in without her parents' um, signature and have an abortion. Even and younger
3: than that. Even right?
0: younger than that. And our government mm-hmm. says that's okay. So what Where does the government think that it's their job to come in and tell a church how it's supposed to run? That wasn't what Paul was saying in Romans 13. Well, where is
3: the separation of church and state that was fought for in the reverse order, you know, so long ago that the church was overstepping its bounds?
1: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because when we look at Scripture... You know, people, again, Romans 13, you know, I'm glad you really brought that up, Shara, because that is the that is the text that people point to when they're talking about, well, how, how should Christians obey government and how we should act in society. And it's true. We absolutely should consider Romans 13. That is 100% correct. But we also consider the whole counsel of scripture. And mm-hmm. Exodus chapter one, we see when Pharaoh made an iniquitous decree to have Hebrew handmaidens uh, go and kill the the is, uh, the is Hebrew boys as the they're midwives, being born, the, right. the midwives. Go and kill the, the babies, the Hebrew babies, as they're being born. But they said no. Like, they, they didn't refused. say no to his right. face. They right. refused. They went and they basically told him, oh, they, these Hebrew women, they just they're deliver vigorous. babies so fast. Right. And by the time we get there, they're there. We can't do anything about it. And they, by that line of reasoning, by the line of reasoning of someone who says blindly obey government and our authorities then they would be in sin. Right. But scripture says God blessed them. And not only that, we also see Daniel, right? A Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, who that's their Babylonian names. Yeah. But we look at them and they also defied their governing rulers their governing authorities and then also we look in the new testament we see paul
0: evading times, arrest yeah paul he, evaded arrest, uh,
1: escaping <laughs> in a basket out of a window peter you know, as well like,
2: getting peter, out of a jail yeah, jail cell with an people handcuffed to him right yes. and, the, he
1: got and if we blindly would just blanket apply romans 13 rationale to that those situations then honestly then Peter should have turned himself right back in because mm-hmm. well, I even though these angels busted me out and all
3: this other stuff, This well, is wrong according to the laws and the it, land. According to the law, mm-hmm. I'm I'm in sin. I'm wrong. So right. I need to turn myself in. And, and then we look at Jesus himself. I mean, when he was born, his parents fled to Egypt because they yeah. were, you know, killing little boys right, again. Right, right. They were defying the law. You right. know, so so people want to make the argument, Well, yeah, but what did Jesus do? And it's like, well, you know, we can find him in the same situation. Well,
1: but now, just to play devil's advocate, right? Let's. I want to push back on that a bit. Well, so, someone who uh, agrees with the lockdown measures, or at least the more strict enforcement things of masks and limited uh, capacity and social distancing, they might say, "Well, this. You're you're trying to say that the situation with Jesus, or the situation with the Hebrew handmaidens, that they uh, that the murdering of babies. You're equating that to wearing a mask." Aren't you just being
3: a little overreactionary? Like, is it is that big of an ask to wear a mask? Well, no, because the exact same logic is applied here. People are arguing that you are
2: killing other people. Yeah,
3: unintentionally or intentionally, um, putting people at risk. They're basically killing your neighbor, right? Right, by not doing this. Yeah. You know, so no, I would say it's pretty much the same kind of logic that that no, you're you're killing people too and it's interesting too
1: so when we also look at scripture i just have like a couple more points sorry i got (laughs) i got kind of in the in the zone on it but if we we also look at scripture on this you know jesus and the disciples didn't uh social distance from the lepers nope you know and society absolutely that was literally the law you were not allowed to be around them society said you can't do that Mm -hmm. jesus and the disciples were like oh okay let's come over here and Yes, he was healing them. He had that supernatural work of the Holy Spirit ability to do that because he is the God-man, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, well, he is still man. And his disciples are also men. And they were being exposed to leprosy. What if they contracted right. it and then carried it and passed it on to someone else? They weren't social distancing there. And when we look at the historical record, so a hero of of the Reformed faith, John Bunyan, author of Pilgrim's Progress, the most popular Christian novel since ever. I have ever. that quote
0: written oh, down. Well, <laughs>
1: Read, read whatever quote you have, but I was okay. going to say his, his, the reason he was in prison is because he was a nonconformist. Right. According to England at the time of the restoration of the monarchy, they said, well, if you are going to preach, you need to conform to mm-hmm. the, the standards of the, the English state, church, right? the state church. You need to be ordained according to our measures. You need to meet according to our measures. But John Bunyan said, no, I have been called by God to preach and anytime I, if the local church... Calls ask calls and asks me to preach to them I will meet with them and yep. preach and he was in prison for twice that.
0: He Yes, was twice. for 12 years yep. at one
1: point and it's like that's if if we are saying Romans 13 blanket submission blind obedience to Governing authorities is the call for the Christian life. Then we would have to say well John Bunyan deserved it right. We would have to say well Jesus and the disciples they uh, well, maybe, know, maybe they weren't in sin, but they're wrong. You know also
2: also said that Jesus deserved that was all the Jews When they said, we have no king but Caesar. And I'm sorry, if you're a Jewish person, your only king is Elohim. You are supposed to be under submission to God. But again, we have people in this day and age saying the same thing. The only king we have is Caesar. And Christians now in COVID, in coronavirus world, we are saying we have no king but Christ. And this is becoming a dividing line. This is becoming a separation point where we say, I'm not just going to give my allegiance to this state. And again, we're full circle back to the, the kindness issue. If Christians would just roll over and play nice, we wouldn't have these problems. James, Pastor James Coates would not be in jail if he would have just said, well... I have to do what they say because then it's going to reflect bad on me. But because he's a man of boldness and faith, like you were saying, Shari, he's not the state's man. He's God's man. And he said, I'm going to keep my church open because people have free will to decide. Do they want to come
0: to church or not? They do have free will. And they showed up in numbers. Do they want
1: to willingly expose themselves or not? It's
0: the church liberty, the liberties of the church. And the other thing is we are also commanded in scripture to sing praises to God. We're commanded. Yeah. So are we supposed to just say, no, I'm sorry, there's... There's an epidemic going, a pandemic yeah. going around, and we, we can't sing praises to God anymore. Well, we only need
2: two weeks to flatten the curve, so happy 385th day of that, right. because we haven't well, learned and, yet.
1: And not only are we commanded to sing praises to God, but also you know celebrate the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. You, I'm sorry. Right. And this is this can be, again, a little touchy. I know that there are probably a bit more people who agree with me on this than not, but you can't celebrate the Lord's Supper over Zoom. Mm. That's, that's not... That's not, I, I take a very strong position on that. That's a high I, church. That, that yeah. Is, yeah, that's not celebrating the Lord's Supper. You taking some crackers and juice in the pantry and doing it at home, not with the gathered body of your of your church, That that's just, I, I'm sorry, that's just a really <laughs> I, contentious no, I issue agree. for me.
0: And this subject is not up for review by our governors. What right. the church does is not up for right. review for the governors. They don't eat we... the
2: final say. No, they right. don't.
0: The Lord does. And that is who we follow. He is our headship. That is that is who we are called to go under. Not governors telling us what we can and cannot do in the church. Can we have this permit to do this one thing? Like, that's not the government's job.
2: Right. That
0: was not the magistrate's job. That is not what Paul was talking about in Romans 13.
2: And it's not a logical thing that's going on where Walmart is still open. The banks are still open. All of these major places are still open where people are going. So it's the fear of the virus doesn't seem to be a good motivating factor for why our government should tell us what to do. And of course, as any good government does, they're not going to let a crisis go to waste. So again, we have people that are living fearful lives and you see them at their grocery stores behind their mask and they're desperate for human connection and it's a very awkward sad time I think is how I feel when I look mm-hmm. out and I see you know, Matt, you were at the store and there was a little old lady with a mask that needed help. Yeah.
1: She, she came up to me, she saw I didn't have a mask on and this was like, uh, Sunday. She came up to me. So yesterday, yeah. Uh, she came up to me and said, uh, would you mind putting this thing in my cart? I'm just, I'm just running out of steam. I said, sure. And I put it in there. She said, thank you. You're very kind. So, you know, don't, don't mention it. It's it's my pleasure. Do you need help anywhere else around the store? Do you want me to follow you? She said, no, thank you. But you're, you're one of the few people who just seemed approachable and, and like i might i might be able to you know get some help and i said oh well I, it's my pleasure to help you and then we ran into each other again and she took her mask off mm. to shake my hand and said thank mm. you my name's hill h i l l and i said well hill my name's matt m a t t i'm very pleased to meet you she said well thank you very much you've been very kind to me and that is that is not to sit here and and boast on on myself or anything like that but it is indicative of the issues that we have as a society when we have elderly folk who are oftentimes living by themselves because yeah. we're not a multi-generational household no, society. That's not a thing we are. Not anymore. So mm-hmm. you have these older folks who are either by themselves isolated. or maybe Very maybe isolated. with their spouse, Lord willing, yeah. they at least have their spouse with them and they're by themselves and they're on lockdown and yeah. they're in fear. And again, if you want to do that, if if that is a choice that someone wants to make, they are allowed to make that. It is, I don't see anywhere and in Scripture. And full disclosure, we
2: all have people close to us, extremely close to us, that are uh, have um, issues with autoimmune. their autoimmune right. and with germs and with being sick. And so okay. we understand, you know, uh, refraining from being together for a time. We understand separation for a purpose, but an endless, pointless separation is not biblical. And I think that's the problem we're seeing with these prolonged. Uh, extensions of these mm. lockdown orders. Yeah. They're just not loving our neighbor mm. at yeah. all. It's literally no, the no, opposite.
0: Charles Spurgeon has a really good, I'm not even going to go into it because it's so long, but he has a really good sermon about cholera. Right. Mm-hmm. This season. Right. Yeah, because yeah,
1: that was, like, that was a, like a pandemic <clears> at the time, <throat> right? Absolutely.
0: Spanish flu, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was cholera. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the sermon, but I mean, I'm sure if you look up Charles we can, Spurgeon. We could
1: probably look it up and even link it in the show. And notes. link it in the
0: show. But I mean, that was just a really good sermon to read through. It took me a while but just during all of this, I'm like it was really encouraging to see, oh, there's other men of the faith that have gone through this and this is what they're well, saying about well, it.
3: When we also
1: look at the Reformation, right? Like so during the Reformation, literally the plague happened. Martin mm. Luther and Katie Luther, they didn't stop having church. They didn't stop having people come over. They literally exposed themselves time and time mm. again to the danger of the plague that was wreaking havoc across Europe because they were bringing people in and caring for them and tending to them. Same with John Calvin. Same with most of the uh, the heroes of Protestant Reformed Christianity, they lived through an actual plague where uh, what like a quarter of Europe at least died. Mm. And they still had church. They still ministered to the sick. And several of them lost their spouse and yeah. children during all of this. And, and that's one of those things, I, I, it just makes me feel as if, and I, I hate to say this, and I don't want to say anything unkind or unloving, especially with regards to the Bride of Christ, but the American church oftentimes is very spineless. Ooh, and the, the backbone is just not there. No, and it's, it's really not. frustrating, especially when I feel like I can do nothing but sit on the sidelines. I want to speak out, I want to help, I want to encourage, I want to build up and edify... But my goodness, we're just a bunch of lackluster we men. Are. We are.
0: Yes. And I think that's what's frustrating me so much. Martin Luther said, if my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. It's a longer thing. Luther's works, volume 43, page 142. But if my neighbor needs me, I will not avoid time or place. And like you said, it was an actual plague. Not... Mm. What we have going on now, they right,
3: a much higher kill rate. But you know, the thing is, you know, because people may push back on that and be like, well, you know, that was hundreds of years ago and they didn't understand science. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> always kind of like the, you know, well, we're better than them, we're smarter than them. It's like, no, no, we're, we're not. not. Yes, we have scientific advances, we understand things better, but they knew what was happening, they knew what the cause and right. like, the effects were of that. They were right, not they stupid. knew
1: human to human transmission, they didn't know about yeah. the fleas on yeah. rats, right? But they knew that if I have it. Or if this person has it, there's a really good chance I can get it. Right, Absolutely. and
3: then I can also spread it too yep. and things like that. But today it's like, no, well, I'm worried that my insurance company is going to drop us if we don't conform to the state. So mm-hmm. we're, we're more f- fearful of insurance companies um, or, you know, the, uh, uh, the people who regulate restaurants coming in and shutting us down yeah. than actually being able to serve people. You know, so it's not like they, they didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. Absolutely. Vali
2: Bakham put out, uh, there was a post that he had made about, you know, our hope is not in the virus. Our hope is not in the government to come up with a plan to fix all this economic mess. Like they are not our hope. No. Our singular hope is Christ Jesus. Our singular hope is his death, burial and resurrection and what he has promised us. And if he has promised us something, he's going to make good on that promise. So I think for me, as I navigate all of this, you know, the the unprecedented times, the new normal, I keep going back to where is my hope? Is my hope in Christ? Is my hope in what he has done? And how am I living that out for my children to see, for our neighbors to see, for people at the grocery store to see? And it's basically just saying that this world is not my home. No. I think when we <clears throat> see this preservation of life and preservation of our way of life and, and the world as we know it, that's not where our hope is. And it really functionally can't be there. So I think that there's a good way to have this conversation personally with people and to yeah, really absolutely. ask that question, get to the bottom of, okay, where where is your hope? Is it getting that second dose of the vaccine? Is it is it getting a better job because finally restrictions are lifted? Is it is it knowing the plan that the Biden administration is laying out? Is that your hope? Because if it is, let's talk about it biblically and let's find out is that appropriate for Christians to put their hope in. And really, we are left with Scripture, not opinion. We're only left with God's truth to wrestle through. Right? Yeah,
1: and and what's interesting too is, you know, even even if we wanted to, even if for the sake of argument we wanted to step back and say, okay, we we won't make a an argument from the Bible, right? Maybe maybe we'll look at a from a secular. Perspective. Maybe we'll look at it from a scientific perspective. Well, there is the Great Barrington Declaration, which has been signed by over seven hundred fifty thousand citizens, over thirteen thousand medical and public health scientists, to include uh, epidemiologists mm-hmm. uh, and all the other virologists, virologists, I... virologists all the you know uh, scientists and professors of Stanford, of Harvard, and over forty-one thousand medical practitioners that have signed this saying. They have literally said that people, if you are not in the at-risk category, meaning if you are not elderly or if you are not one of those with a serious underlying condition, then we should continue to live our lives as normals. Restaurants should open as normal. Mm. Gyms should open as normal. Society should open as normal and let people make their decisions accordingly. And this this is not... And what's frustrating Mm -hmm. to me is I had an interaction with an individual just this past week, and I very briefly referenced this, and he he said something to the effect of, oh, you mean that thing that, yeah, that Dr. Phil has signed on? Yeah, what a great medical doctor to support your position. And that that's so frustrating because it's like, okay, so we can look at the most wackadoodle, like <laughs> most unqualified individuals of either side and be like, oh, to yeah, that's, that's, that's who you have supporting you. It's like, I mean, okay, Dr. That's...
2: Fauci's done a stellar job. Let's <laughs> right. just leave him out yeah, of this. Flip-
1: flop Fauci for sure that's just a little silly but it is it's just a frustrating thing because again from a even a non-biblical perspective Mm -hmm. even from a scientific perspective there are many people many qualified professional credentialed individuals who take the tack of you know this lock the lockdown measures have been far more dangerous have led to far more harm the former director of the cdc dr robert redfield said in a press briefing, I think it was in December, that we have seen far more suicides mm, yeah. and, well. and death <clears throat> under the lockdown restrictions than they have from the deaths from the coronavirus. Yeah. And I just don't understand how you can hear these things and then continue to say, well, you're not loving your neighbor.
3: Unless right. you wear that mask. Unless, Unless your your church is out there. Yeah, those are just deaths. It doesn't count domestic abuse. It doesn't count right. alcoholism. Absolutely. or people who can't get severe depression for
0: yeah. bipolar depression. Right. I, we know someone personally who is now mm. sitting in jail who was honestly a wonderful man but struggled with bipolar depression. And now he's in jail because he couldn't get to his counselor and he couldn't get his meds on time because of COVID. Where he was stable for years. They had him regulated. They had him stable. They had him and well he couldn't get his stuff and yeah. that's just too bad are we, are we loving him
3: yeah. yeah i mean we're all we're all veterans what about veterans with ptsd who struggle in a normal world
0: right yeah exactly. imagine
1: trying
3: to go to the va during
1: all this nonsense and you have to have limited capacity you have to bend over backwards just to try to get an appointment and then get there on time and, let's, and hope that they can and let's see talk you.
2: about the loving your neighbor because again the war of definitions is a Perfect example that the world believes one thing and Christians believe another. And so I posted something about Pastor Coates and I had a laugh reaction from a friend I haven't seen in years who's in the military. And I was starting to get angry and I realized you're a person that doesn't know the Lord. You're a staunch atheist. You've gone through uh, schooling somewhere in Oakland, San Francisco area. You're highly influenced by liberal thinking. You don't know the truth and you don't know the God that I love and serve. So loving that person is to continually present the truth to them, continually stand our ground on what scripture says, rather than say, oh, you're right. I should take this back because it's funny that a pastor's in jail. No, I'm going to continue to present what is true and right because that's God's word and it's true. And so that's what I need to continuously present to this person, even though they're going to continue to laugh at us. And again, even when the church looks like, oh, she's being defeated. Oh, we're, we're going through all these terrible things. God is at at work and he never stops working. I mean, it's funny when there's songs that say that, but that is the truth. That is, that's true. He has not stopped working. He is still at work in our nation and in the world. And we have to continuously present what is true. And have that in front of our unbelieving friends that are going to ridicule and mock us and say, well, he deserves it. Yep. And again, it's like when we're talking about loving your neighbor, that was to the religious people of the time. So, again, Christians need to come together, get on the same page. We need to reason together and put our hope in Christ and say, are we biblically addressing this problem? Right.
1: Reason, reason forth from scripture. And well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just going to say on Gia's point. God is not surprised that he's in prison. And guess what's going to happen soon? A medical officer is going to be grilled on stand about how all of these... The procedures are ha- happening. Yeah, how all the procedures are happening and how they're useless. Mm. Because statistically, we want to talk about what's going to happen with James Coates' trial. Statistically, we know... Statistically. <laughs> yeah, statistically. Sure, that word. That big word. we know that the lockdowns have not been effective. Right. we know that for the spread and right. it'll go
2: on record it'll go yeah. into the record of the court so saying, praise but, God for that. That. but
1: but okay again just to play devil's advocate well the lockdowns haven't been effective because you just have these bunch of mavericks Rogues. running out there mm-hmm. not wearing masks not social distancing all right let's and, talk and about and that
0: we live in florida we live in florida, <laughs> florida man, florida, man. <laughs> um how are we doing I feel like we're doing pretty well here in Florida, yeah. and when you walk around Walmart, I see lots of people without their masks. We have one of the oldest populations, populations yep. out here. We're doing pretty well, guys.
3: Yeah, and tourists. A
1: lot
0: More of them we have coming a ton
2: coming down opinion, from guess where?
3: New York, especially
0: once
2: uh,
3: Florida became open. Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: And we're doing a lot better than places like California per yes, capita. Yes, we are. Yeah.
2: Because a state that depends on tourism shockingly needs to have tourists, right? right? Or the industry this is how we are, our, are, right. make our, our money, money. argument be about like,
3: people not wearing masks and not being effective is, is a moot point here. Right, look at yeah. like California. We've been one of the most successful states. Right, and, and I think Sweden that, was one too. Yeah, right. And as I, say, a I think the mask
2: mandate on the beach was one of the most perfect <laughs> vis- visuals to have of you're outside in fresh air wearing a <laughs> mask moving. on the yeah. beach. It well, doesn't i'm glad
1: you brought that up too because that was something that i wanted to reference as well was about a few months into the pandemic so probably around june when a lot of the riots and rallies and protests started to happen uh that's when we saw that okay maybe just maybe the covid measures are are a little bit more political oriented than they are anything else when it's when it's really dangerous and this is not an endorsement of any political individual <laughs> or movement or party but my goodness gracious if the if the reasoning is oh man covid is really dangerous at trump rallies just don't even you should don't even go They're super spreaders but then right super spreaders that was but a then time. you have BLM protests and riots and all these things and then you actually have articles coming out from very left leaning institutions saying, well, actually these riots have helped reduce the amount of COVID cases. <laughs> because
2: of herd immunity. Where or, did I hear that? Or actually
1: it was more because people wanted to stay home. And it's like, oh yeah, because they don't want their windows broken or these their their livelihood, their shops right. set on fire. They're afraid for a different reason. Right. Not COVID. Right. And and
3: what's they're afraid of a,
1: and yeah. you hear you hear people say, I saw it was regarding James Coates, uh someone a few people from Canada post saying, well, we are open in Mm. that we could, we can, we can meet in person for church. We can do these things. So I don't understand why he didn't comply. And, and really that kind of comes down to, okay, so what you're saying is the church is open and can meet just so long as you conform to what the state has said, just so long as you meet the state standards, you're 15% capacity. You need to you worship according to how the state tells you right. to worship. And that's the issue burden. that we're really getting at. What
2: a precious burden to place on a pastor to stand at the front door and say, not you, eh. Mr. Mrs. Smith, not you, Mr. Right. Mrs. Sorry. You didn't, you. you didn't
1: RSVP in time God. or but, you didn't get here in time.
0: And here again, going back to Romans 13, civil <laughs> magistrates have nothing to do with the worship of Christ in the church Government, you have nothing to do with the worship of our God in our church. So you saying he didn't, he didn't comply. He didn't comply to the fifteen percent. And just like you were saying, are we, are, are we supposed to stand outside and say you, you, not you, you, not right. you, and how? And that's not. That's not a problem to the gospel. That's loving our neighbor. That's not becoming a gospel issue now. Because guess what? That mask issue, these mandates are now becoming a gospel issue. Because that's been the thing I'm hearing a lot of Christians say. Well, it's not. It doesn't really matter. It's not a gospel issue. It's not a gospel issue. issue. Christians don't really need to hit on this topic. We do. Right. And it's. I'm I'm sorry. Hitler didn't just come overnight and take over. He did it slowly. How do you boil a frog? Turn the heat up. Turn Turn the heat up slowly over time. So this is what we're seeing and how how is this surprising? Like,
2: <laughs> and it's so. not that that really is the the end all be all truth that God is sovereign over all these things, and that again, yeah. our hope is in a sovereign, gracious, great, and perfect Almighty God. So if our hope was going to be in anything else, I think that's why Paul said we would be people to be pitied. Yeah. Christians ought to be pitied. Then if we're putting our hope in Christ, and oh, he's kind of a make do saver and it's really not going to work. No, that's not that's not the gospel we preach. Romans one sixteen says that that we are not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God into salvation. So we need to continuously stand on that and say, the gospel is true and let, let all men be was it like God be true and let all men be a liar. And that's what we're seeing in yeah. r- relatively every society on earth is allowing people to stand up and say things that aren't true, manipulate numbers, manipulate data. Oh, and this is quote unquote the truth and it's just not the truth. Is this my plug for
0: hashtag that that postmail? <laughs> Ooh, hashtag that <laughs> oh, post mail. oh yeah
1: this would be a great opportunity for an Advertisement. From, from Apology of Studios? <laughs> no. From from our wonderful sponsors, which at this time By
2: LaFeast Network. <laughs> oh man. Stop. So close.
1: You cannot that, we are, <laughs> we're we're not officially sponsored we're right not, we But we're
2: trying to. I
0: mean hint, 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 wink wink well,
1: well no, one of the one of the other uh, relevant quotes from an individual who is also very controversial. Wait, who's our sponsor? Oh, well our sponsor, I was just gonna look in the room and find something. Right? <laughs> Oh. A bomb from Marvel Studios. <laughs> a bomb.
0: Oh, that's Captain. That's no, no, that's B bomb. The whole, the whole or C bomb. I don't know. Poster. Whichever we right? can afford. May maybe. the force be with you. There's a lot of Star Wars in this room, guys. <laughs> yeah, Owned no, oh, by, Disney. by Disney. Yeah, no, yeah. Not yeah. Even. Oh, don't no, say, no say that. Oh. So yeah.
1: no, I was going to say a, a relevant quote from an individual who is also uh, it has been canceled and will continue to be canceled because well he's. He was on the wrong side Cancel during, during works, the Civil though. War. I mean, General, General that Stonewall happens. Jackson oh, yeah, yeah. J- just a, just a very relevant quote, and it's very popular, but uh, he said when, when someone was asking him with regards to how can you you know just so boldly you know ride into battle or yeah, be there with your men? Way. And he said a very famous quote, "Captain, my religious belief teaches me to feel as safe in battle as in bed. God has fixed the time for my death. I do not concern myself about that, but to be always ready, no matter when it may overtake me, that is the way all men should live, and then all would be equally brave. Mm. Now, Mm. regardless of if you like the source or anything else, those words are very true. Those words should be true. The, The fact that our religious convictions, if you believe in a sovereign God, if you believe in a sovereign good God, then you should not fear, you should not Think that loving your neighbor is equal to 15% capacity at your church, mm-hmm. restricting the Lord's Supper, denying the ability to sing praises to our God in an open and full way. If you want to wear masks while doing it, then you are more than welcome to. But if me standing in the pew next to you, I choose not to, I should not look, you should not look at me and condemn me. I should also, on the same hand, not look at you and condemn you. Because I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything. If if I've never met you, I don't know what your rationale, what your reason for wearing it is. Maybe you do have a particular condition and a concern. Maybe there's a loved one that you have at home that you want to care for and you think that that is the most effective way. I would love to sit and talk with you about it and maybe reason and show statistics or statistics. Mm. Sure. The statistics. (laughs) I would love to, you know, that would be a, a wonderful opportunity too. But we don't need to make this into such a big deal where if you are not wearing a mask, if you're not social distancing, then you hate your neighbor. And I cannot tell you the number of times I saw that when John MacArthur chose to open his church. I had so many Christians uh, in an online community that I'm a part of who outright Mm. said their blood is going to be on his hands. Mm, He, I can't believe that he would do this. Oh my gosh. And they were up in arms about it. And it's just like, really, we can't, we can't allow for people to make free choices to, to to take full responsibility. That's, that's something that's important in a Christian society, in a free society
3: to have, to make have personal responsibility to make free choices yeah. as you right. will. And, and and I mean, that that kind of gets to the point of like the whole government, like in almost everything, whether it's your tax money or whatever, the government basically says you're too dumb to make a decision by yourself. So we're going to make an adult decision for you instead of saying, hey, you're all adults. If you want to go to church and worship together, go for it. If right. you want to stay home and watch online, then go for it. But they, they they say, no, 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 you're not smart enough to make that decision yeah. for yourself. Right, which is really just a slap in our face. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you know, you, you really have to look at like you know their motivations, and this isn't like a conspiracy theory thing, but you know, even like with with James Coates, it's like okay, well, why why haven't they let him out yet? And you know, to me, it's like, well, this is their opportunity to make an example. Yeah, because if they, if they let him go, then it's like, well, other pastors are going to do this, and they're going to defy us. But the beautiful thing is that I'm really looking forward to, and something we're not used to in America or in the West is that. You know, even though it's you know really bad for them right now, what usually happens during persecution is the church grows. Yeah. And yeah. what I'm really hoping and praying for is this emboldens other pastors and other people. Yes, um, To not bow down and to stand up and do the same thing, because at a certain point, it's kind of like, well, you can't arrest us all. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it kinda gets Or try. Point. Yeah, and there's
1: try. a we'll, we'll actually link it in the show notes as well. But there was a a really fantastic sermon by James Coates. I was blessed to be able to listen to that. I think he gave. At the end of December, and in that sermon, it was uh, it was about an hour long. Actually, he he said tonight we're not going to be going over any specific text like how we normally do, but instead we're going to be addressing the role of government and church mm. and what what the church is, what the government is, what the proper roles are, and mm. all these things. And it was a really good sermon where he really just walked through and explained his rationale for saying we are going to open. And we're going to say, we're not forcing anybody to come, but we're going to open our doors and say, if you would like to come, you're more than welcome. We're not going to have any type of restrictions. If you want to distance, if you want to wear masks, you're welcome to do so.
2: Right. And on the Facebook page, uh, different pages that are talking about pastor codes, there's a lot of comments coming from people talking about one province over or one province over. There's another pastor in jail. There's another pastor on charge. Yeah, there's another I I group of men that. being fine. Another churches being fine. So you're seeing, like you said, this spark that if they really want to Lord see Lord. the church right. ignite, they there's a tinderbox that they they don't know the power of our God, which is something that I've really enjoyed recently of saying. You know, do you know your God? Like mm. we, I think Christians. All over the world are coming to that point of the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, saying, "Even if God doesn't save us from these things, we know our God. We know who He is.
0: He is still good."
2: And I think it's it's good to see that happening. And and again, like you said, it's persecution. But when we see it, province over province over, these pastors, these elders, it's encouraging.
0: Yeah, it is. And I have a Doug Wilson quote. I feel like I've used multiple of them today.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you can just be like, "Oh, here's a quote. Here's a
0: quote." Yeah, don't. (laughs) But it says, desperate times call for faithful men and not careful men. The careful men come later and write biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. And that's where we're at right now.
1: And on that note, we should definitely bring it to a close. So just a very brief recap. If you are listening, we just want to encourage you to to really look at what the Bible has to say with regards to the COVID restrictions, the COVID lockdowns, with regards to the proper authority of the state and the proper authority of the church and the roles that both of them play together. So it's not, again, this isn't coming from a position of hatred or animosity towards you if you disagree with us. And I, I hope and pray that you don't hold that ill will towards us. But it is something that as believers, we should be able to sit down and reason about and hopefully come to an understanding. So please... Brothers and sisters, please pray for Pastor James Coates and Aaron Coates, his wife, as well as their kids. uh, We just ask that you would pray for them. And like we said, we'll have in the show notes a a link to one of his sermons, as well as another link to another resource that we hope will be a blessing. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, email it to teamjoyandreason at gmail.com and also
0: sorry i just wanted to say one thing matt's looking at me because i'm like wait wait, <laughs> I'm like, wait what? um james coates you can write him yes. and can we link that or should i just give the yeah, address i can i can
1: i can put it in the notes as well because okay,
0: it's a long address so we're just going to probably put that yeah. in the notes where you can actually write him and send him encouragement and just let him know that you know we're praying for you yeah. here in the states
1: absolutely so thanks for listening and remember in a sea of opinion be, be anchored, anchored in, in truth, truth.